Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Is anybody else trying trying to get hard to concentrate after that story about the Winnie the Pooh movie? Good gracious. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. This sounds like something you and I would come up with as a joke, Kellen. It's for real, apparently. It's a good month to be a bear because you got this movie coming out, and then what, in two weeks? You've got Cocaine Bear coming out? Yeah. Based on a true story, seriously, about a bear that got into a bunch of cocaine in the 1980s. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. This one, I have to do more research into it here. Well, the entire plot is on Wikipedia. I read the first uh, paragraph, and even that is a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is going to be something. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Wow. They've already expressed interest in a sequel to, quote, ramp it up even more and go even crazier and go even more extreme. Oh, my. <laughs> Is Winnie the Pooh still popular with the children? Uh, it's somewhat, I think. Well, how do you know, Kellen? You're a, <laughs> I don't even know how old you are. 26, 36? I don't know. You're a grown man. I, I'm closer to the latter than the former. I wish I was 26, though. But yeah, I don't know. This I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna need some time to decompress. <laughs> that was. It's like, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when Thomas Dice was reading that intro, I thought it was going to be about Cocaine Bear. Yeah, that's what I had thought, too. No, and it's a no. Winnie the Pooh horror movie. <laughs> that's a twist. Yeah, I, it, I rarely get uncomfortable with stuff. This is actually making me a little uncomfortable. But the, I guess that's what happens. So the, the Winnie the Pooh stuff is now public domain. So now anybody can do anything on, on Winnie the Pooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. this isn't based on an original story. This <laughs> is like, did A.A. Milne just no, have a is, bunch of, like, Oh, we, we just discovered this uh, horror book he wrote 100 years ago or whenever. Okay. <laughs> a few uh, back copies of some stuff that uh, didn't get released to the market, I guess. But there we go. Even the poster is quite uh, disturbing, at least <laughs> the one on Wikipedia. Okay, well, hey, as we say, this show tries to be educational. Well, it was during the newscast. We have learned something. There's a Winnie the Pooh slasher movie coming out. We're going to get to Eugene Lewis, new member of the Edmonton Elks, in a few minutes. Uh, Apparently, one of my buddies has already seen the Winnie the Pooh film. Really? He said it's bad but entertaining. Oh, wow. Sometimes it can be so bad it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. All right. 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch. It's the hotline provided by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. We got a uh, unprompted yet very interesting text from John earlier in the show mm-hmm. about some hockey phrases that irritate him, and that's uh, inspired some of you. What do we have coming in? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, more sports phrases and, and uh, of the like of what we've been talking about here. Richard texts in and says, beside foot speed, what I can think of off the top of my head is when they say that the goalie had no chance. Of course he had a damn chance. He's standing there trying to block the puck. That's from Richard. <laughs> well, I suppose we say that if there's a, a pass across and there's an, an open net for a, a tap-in or it's a, a really good offensive play where they just passed it so well he couldn't get Get there but yeah fair enough I mean it's the goalie's job to have a chance to stop the puck I remember a few years ago I think it was in uh which year would have it been 
I think it was 15 16 because mm-hmm. Talbot was here, but it wasn't the year he played all the games and they made the playoffs. But right. the, the, there was a, a game he played really well, and the other team had scored on this, you know, sharp passing play off the rush. And basically, the, the player had a wide open net, and Talbot was, you know, out of his crease and, and, and you know, had no chance. And uh, I remember he got asked about it, and he goes, No, he goes, That's it was a nice play, but he said, I misread the play. I, sh- I should have read the play better and at least been over there to attempt to make a save as opposed to giving the guy the entire net to shoot at. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. Okay, maybe I'll try to say that. The goalie had no chance. I'll try to say... I'll try to credit the offensive team as opposed to saying the goalie had no chance. Yes, exactly. Uh, we got one from John 2.0, so not the, the original John that sent in the, uh, the, the, the first John act. the sequel. The John the sequel, yes, version 2.0. Uh, it says, maybe not about sports, but why do we drive on a parkway and park on a driveway? <laughs> well, well, now we're really going down the That's uh, deep. language rabbit hole. Like, why do fat chance and slim chance mean the same thing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And one more last one uh, from Daniel in Sylvan Lake. Or, sorry, Daniel in Black Falls, I should say. He says, happy Valentine's Day to you. Uh, both may you and yours have a love-filled day. This show shows so much love to many who have serious life struggles, giving us a break from our struggles. So thank you. Love you guys. That's from Daniel and Black Faults. Well, that's very kind of you, Daniel. And, and hopefully if we give people a smile or a chuckle to uh, along the way, mm-hmm. then then, we, then we've done our job. Or if we've just talked about really bizarre movies that, that, that might become. But no, that does mean a lot to me to, uh, to get a text like that. And, and uh, hey, it, it, it is sports, so if we can escape from the uh, rigors of everyday life for a little bit, we're happy to do that for sure. We will t- we'll take a break here, and then uh, a new member of the uh, Edmonton Elks, one of the top receivers in the CFL, he was signed as a free agent today, Eugene Lewis, when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. The Oilers farm team to Bakersfield Condors visiting the Colorado Eagles tonight. Xavier Borgo has scored 17 seconds into the game. Game's now almost five minutes old, and the Condors lead it 1-0. CFL free agency. One of the biggest names out there was receiver Eugene Lewis. He was the MOP nominee out of the East last year with Montreal. Well, he gets a two-year deal with the Edmonton Elks. Eugene, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, I just want to, you know, first just thank my Lord Jesus Christ and just uh, just the Elks for the opportunity. I'm excited, though. Yeah, well, it's great to have you on the show. And welcome to Edmonton and welcome to the Elks. And I'll start right there with the simple, basic question. Why the Elks in free agency? Um, I think at the end of the day, it was just about how they made me feel. Um, they really, really made me feel appreciated. Uh, I could just tell, you know, how much they, they really wanted me. And, you know, just just the appreciation they had for my game um, um, was awesome. Um, I also was going through some things this week with my family. Um, you know, I, I had a death in my family this week, and they were, uh, they were really, really, very helpful with me uh, when I was going going through all that. Um, they were very patient with me, you know, and during that time, you know, that's a big time, you know, for just the team to do things and, and you know, for them to have the patience with me and, and just tell me, hey, take care of what you got to take care of and we'll figure everything else out. Um, uh, that, that really did touch my heart and I appreciated it. Well, thanks for sharing that and our condolences to you and your family for your loss mm-hmm. and, and thanks for uh, taking the time to do this as, as you move through that. Absolutely. You know, 
Um, Chris Jones is your head coach. He's made a reputation over the last couple of decades in this league trying to stop guys like you. So is it nice that you're going to be on the same sideline as Chris? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, the one thing I would definitely say about Coach Jones is, man, uh, he's he's from 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 what I've you know talking to him and just just my relationship so far with him, uh, he's been great, man. Um, I love his energy. I think he's enthusiastic. He loves the game so much that, you know, he's he's emotional sometimes. And I think people that love the game, sometimes it can get like that. But uh he just I just think he wants the best out of his players, man. And and sometimes you gotta you gotta try you gotta push guys to the next level. And uh, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit for us. The Alouettes are going through a tough time with ownership. Obviously, the CFL made an announcement today. D- did that factor in your decision at all, or just as a CFL player, is that is that tough to see a franchise go through that? Yeah, absolutely. First off, man, I, I, I hate to see the Montreal Alouettes go through that, and I've actually been through that before in 2019, so I kind of already I already knew the feeling of it. I kind of know how it, it, it was, so I didn't really want to go through that again, you know, um, in the part of my career that I'm at right now. I just want to just kind of want to play football and, you know, not worry about certain things that, you know, a player really shouldn't have to worry about. And, uh, you know, I just I just want to go out here and just help my team and help the guys around me the best that I can. I want to help these young guys get better. And I'm trying to win a great cup. Um, and I just want I just wanted uh, the least amount of distractions as possible. Okay, now your quarterback is is Taylor Cornelius. Uh, yes. you know, hey, the Elks are coming off a couple of tough seasons, but obviously, I think Cornelius is showing some uh, some potential. I thought he really showed a lot of toughness uh, last year. What do you think about the guy who's going to be getting you the ball? I like him, man. He got a lot of potential. Uh, I've been saying that even you know playing him last year, like he got a strong arm. You know, he's about six four, six five, so he's going to see over the line. Um, you know, he can make basically all the throws. Um, I think he just needed a little help, a little more help. And I think, you know, with the receiving core that we got now, um, he's not going to have to be pencil perfect when the throws. He's just going to have to put it in an area for for the guys that we have on this team now, and we're going to make plays for him. So at the end of the day, man, we just want to try to make the game easier for him, uh, try to make him comfortable and, uh, you know, get him paid too. So that's 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 the whole goal at the end. You know, you had, uh, I, I believe last year you led the league in, not just receptions, but targets. And, and you were way above the second guy in both categories. Um, you know, tell me about that workload. I mean, I assume you love it. You love getting the ball, but uh, mm-hmm. they were looking to you a lot the last year in Montreal. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, personally, uh, I feel like I was just always built for that. Um, I, I'm a person that, you know, try. To, I want to take care of my body the best way that I can. Uh, I want to make as many plays as I possibly can. And um, like I said, whatever whatever is asked of me from my team, you know, that's always what I'm trying to do. And I'm a competitor. So, you know, for me, a lot of people don't realize, you know, being a receiver, you think that you get a lot of targets in games, but like some sometimes you can go get more than others in games and sometimes you're not. So for me, it's all about just taking advantage of the opportunities that come your way while they come because you never know when it's going to come again. Um, so, uh, you know, for me, I'm ready for the workload. I think I think the 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 more guys you have at receiver um, uh, to guard, I think it's more difficult, you know, for defenses to zone in on one guy. So I think for the receiving core, if we just help each other, uh, the sky's the limit for all of us. New Edmonton Elks receiver Eugene Lewis joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Eugene, I always like to get to know players in terms of their path to pro football because there's so many yeah. great stories there. Sure. When did you start playing, and and who got you into the sport? Uh, I started playing when I was seven years old. Um, my mother, 
Uh, she put me in Little League football, but I always had a love for sports, though. My dad um, played professional basketball. My sister played professional basketball. My, um, my aunt, uh, she was an all-time leading uh, assist uh, uh, for women's basketball at Pitt University. You know, I've, I've had a lot of people in my family play sports, so I um, always grew up competitive. Um, I just, my mom just always, she wanted me to stay into the sport so, you know, I wouldn't get in trouble so I could just stay out the way so I would stay busy. And, um, you know, I fell in love with it then. And I used to play with my best friend, Rashid Johnson. Um, he's now a professional boxer. Uh, and, uh, you know, we just had fun and playing as a kid and we and, and we just grew a love for the game. And um, after that, I just knew that it was something that I, I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Were you always a receiver? Um. So, so... No, I wasn't always a receiver. I always knew I was going to be a receiver, though. I did know that. Um, I always knew that I could jump high. I knew I had really good ball skills. And a lot of that actually came from basketball. Um, you know, I played a lot of basketball in high school. I had scholarships to go for basketball and stuff like that. But I just loved hitting people. Like, I was a really good safety uh, when I was in high school, when I was in uh, when I was younger. Um, and... Uh, it just kind of it just kept, it just kept growing for me as time went on. Um, um, you know the game, and I played quarterback my junior and senior year of high school. Uh, I was one of four players in Pennsylvania to throw for a thousand and rush for a thousand two years back to back. Um, so with that, I always took the quarterback thing serious. Like you know when we're when when I'm in practice and stuff like that, I go through the quarterback's reads. I do his drop steps because I want to know how he's feeling while I'm running my routes. I always thought that was a big thing. So, um, yeah, just just coming up, man. I, I always loved the game, and and uh, I'm just glad I'm still able to continue playing. Yeah, well, and, and you got to play some you know big time NCAA ball as well uh, with, with Penn State, and, and I believe one year with Oklahoma too as, as well, right? So is there yes. a Tons of rivalries, tons of tradition with with both programs. Is there a game or a moment that still stands out for you? Yeah, man, <laughs> that's a big one, eh? That's a big one. Um, Penn State. Uh, the game that sticks out to me the, the most is um, played at, played in Ireland in 2014. Went to Ireland, played at Croke Park. We played uh, UCF, and um, I had we ended up winning the game on a field goal at the end, and I had some real clutch catches like at the end to get us in field goal range and it, it looked like we weren't going to win at first man they came down and scored in the fourth quarter late and we had to go down and drive and uh we ended up we ended up making it happen but i i had a really good game that day i had eight catches for i think 179 and a touchdown um and then i uh i ended up going on the bulletin call watch list after that um and then at, at honestly at oklahoma there's nothing like the Red River rivalry. Um, that Oklahoma Texas game uh, was always unbelievable. That was unbelievable. Just to see half of the stadium red and half the stadium orange, and and we won. You know what I mean? So uh, it's not. It's not. It, 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 the atmosphere, you know, and and you're in Dallas, Texas, at the fair and stuff like that. It's nothing like that game. Man. It was nothing like that. And uh, and 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 I was glad to be glad to be a part of that with some great players, and uh, we got that win. So, when you transition to pro. When did the CFL become, you know, more realistic and an option for you? And did you know a lot about? Uh, I mean, you're from Pennsylvania, so you're, you're close yeah. to Canada. What What did you know about the league before you came here? Yeah, so actually, my uh, in college when I was at Penn State, I had one of my roommates and teammates. Um, his name was Akil Lynch. He actually was from Toronto, um, <laughs> uh, ironically. And uh, you know, growing up in the states, you know, we we a little ignorant in the sense of you know we don't. We don't we we haven't we don't watch too much CFL because not a lot of people present it to us. But 
Um, when I was in college, I, one of our, my roommate, Akil, he would always ask us, like, it was four of us, and he would ask, like, would you guys go play in the Canadian Football League, like the CFL? And, you know, we would always joke with him, like, you know, Lynch, like, we're we trying to go to the NFL, bro. Like, that's all we know. That's all we was taught. So you don't really know until the opportunity comes. But um, when I left Oklahoma, I did my pro day, had a great pro day and stuff like that. Uh, I went to Seattle Seahawks rookie minicamp, and I went to the Cincinnati Bengals rookie minicamp. Um, I didn't end up signing to either of them teams. And then I got a call from my form, a former agent. He was like, hey, listen, Montreal Alouettes, they have your uh, your rights. Um, they want to bring you up for the last three days of camp. And I was like, the last three days of camp? Like, what's that's kind of the odds are crazy, you know, with that. But um, I, I ended up going up there, man. Uh, uh, made, a, made a catch uh, in the preseason game. But the only preseason game I played in uh, it was like a one hand. It was on the TSN top. Uh, this uh, top ten plays it was a number one for like two weeks, and honestly, that's how that's how I ended up, you know, making the team at the end of the day. Because if I didn't make that catch, I'm not really sure where I would be right now. What was the biggest transition for you going from in a from Ooh. American football to Canadian football? The waggle, the waggle yeah. was the, uh, the waggle was the hardest thing for me because I never, I've always been an on the line type of guy, and uh, but you know, once you get the waggle and you understand it is definitely definitely um a valuable weapon um it's just about it's just about getting the feel for it though it takes a it takes a takes a little bit just a little bit of time you know what i mean and uh, once you get that feel for the waggle though you you understand how much it can help you though uh i gotta just ask you a couple other eugene thanks for being so generous with your time i, I gotta ask you this because i i just saw like this online and i gotta confirm mm -hmm. with you what happened did you briefly play pro basketball in 2017 <laughs> i did um actually yes i did I, I played in the aba uh a team for uh uh wilkesbury pennsylvania is original is, is um where i went to high school and, and where i grew up since middle school um and uh they ended up making an aba team out there uh, it was the Wilkesbury uh, Stars and Stripes, um, and the guy that was running the team, um, I used to play his his AAU teams when I was younger, and um, and uh, you know a situation had came around in 2017, you know where I was like, listen, let me, I want to try to try to get into this, but I've always been very confident in my basketball skills too, and that's just kind of in my blood, so it wasn't like a, I wasn't like doing it to play around, like. I was completely serious. You know what I mean? I didn't know what my situation was going to be in the CFL. So I just had to make sure that, you know, I had my back with everything. And if I always told my dad, you know, if the football thing didn't work out, you know what I'm saying? If you give me about three, four months to really just train in the basketball thing, I really think I can make a splash in the two. All right. Uh, that sounds fun. And I'll, I'll ask you one more. And, and I know obviously your family's been going through a tough time. So uh, maybe you didn't have time to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, but if, if, so if you, yeah, so as a receiver, you must think for sure that was holding on that final drive. <laughs> oh, man, listen, man, I'm an Eagles fan. So I'm oh, okay. from Philadelphia originally. So uh, uh, that, that call, man, it's tough. It's tough. I, I see both sides of it, but I think in a game like that, you got to let them play ball a little bit, man. You got to let them play ball because at the end of the day, you know, as a ref, if you make that call, you basically know that's a win for the other team at that point in time. So I just, you know, that I, that one hurt me a little bit, man. I ain't going to lie to you, but I, I'm, listen, win or, win or lose, I'm going with my Eagles, man, and, and, and I know they're going to figure it out. I know they're going to figure it out. All right. Eugene, thanks for doing this. I, I know you've been doing a, a lot of this today and answering a lot of questions, but it was fun to get to know you a little bit. Look forward to seeing you in green and gold. All the best. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. God bless. Eugene Lewis, big signing for the Edmonton Elks. Inside Sports on Chet.